Welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery. Hello, Tallahassee. We welcome you back to another exciting show. Yes, indeed. God bless you all for tuning in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique faith talk show sharing the good news with you and loved ones by helping to build healthy relationships. All right. Well, previous show, we shared about the Sabbath, as mentioned in the Bible. The book of Genesis, the name meaning beginnings, speaks almost immediately about the subject of the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week. It's as though the Almighty wanted this issue clearly established in the minds of all of us who are Bible studiers and readers from studying Scripture. Yes, indeed. What our next step is to understand why following the Sabbath as well as the other nine commandments, we can't forget about those, are important and a must with the Almighty. And the reason why? It's due to our covenant relationship. Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about today. He has with us or desires to have with us a covenant relationship. Covenant is one of the most important theological ideas in biblical study. I hope you got that. It is reflected in the traditional labels of the Old and the New Testaments, i.e. those were covenants, are covenants, will be covenants. (laughs) Two things are synonymous with each other. Biblical history of salvation, because the whole reason for covenants, and the unfolding of God's covenant, what he has in mind for us. Yes, indeed. Covenant is, according to the dictionary, in the Bible, a divine promise establishing or modifying God's relationship to humanity or to a particular group. In layman terms, it can be a... An agreement in writing under seal as to pay a stated annual sum to charity. Uh, Don't forget, Living Stones, we are a charity. Or B, a particular clause in such an agreement, such as a lease. It can also be used as a verb to enter in covenant or to promise by covenant or pledge. So today, we will see what covenant exists in the Bible with whom and what it means for them and what covenant exists for us today. You mean there's going to be covenants for us? This is going to be an interesting lesson today. Yes, indeed. But first, we we want to talk about our sponsor, Dr. Elton Powell from the Chiropractic Physician of Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. He's our stone builder's partner. Yes. If you've been in an accident, have backache, headaches, diabetes, or seeking weight loss, call for an appointment. Dr. Elton Powell, 1395 Cross Creek Circle, or call 850-402-9061. And let them know the stone builder sent you, especially Pastor Gary. Yes, indeed. You know, especially now it's starting to get warm and you want to seek that wake loss. Uh, Now is the time to reach out and call him. Uh, But as we move forward, we have a couple farm shifts. We have one today, it's Thursday. We have one this Saturday, April the 24th. 
We have a covenant relationship with FarmShare. Yes. Representative Ramon Alexander from District 8 is hosting a FarmShare at Sable Palm Elementary School. That's 2813 Ridgeway in Tallahassee. Uh, it's going to start about 8 o'clock and then we're going to go until the food runs out. So it's a drive through only. And I'm sorry, no walk-ups right now due to social distancing. But volunteers, you're welcome to show up. Uh, come at 6.30 uh, a.m. at Sable Palm Elementary School. And we would love to have you. And I know that the representative will be there also. So come out and say hello to him and as we share uh, Farm Share goodies with you. All right, we'll be right back. There's been a drought for way too long. We need to sing our freedom songs. Oh, Lord, we need a touch from you. We really need a touch from you. My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Elder JC here with Living Stones with another parenting snippet just for you. Parents, do you know the difference between discipline and punishment? No? Listen up. Discipline offers the correct behavior and encourages growth developing good behavior for the future. It comes from an attitude of love and makes children feel secure. Punishment, on the other hand, makes a child pay for doing something wrong. Paying for something in the past comes from an attitude of anger, makes children fearful, angry, hostile, and guilty. Now you know the difference between discipline and punishment. For further information, contact Living Stones, welivingstones.org. We're back and we invite you to become a friend of the Stone Builders Hour. Yes. You can do so by sewing a $25 gift so the Stone Builders Hour may continue to be on the air and podcast. And it's so easy. Just visit our website at welivingstones.org and click that donate button. Your faithful donation will support not only this radio show, but our prison ministry and our parenting snippets. 
Also, remember, not only can you listen on Wave 94.1, but at your convenience on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, iTunes. Did I miss any? No, I, I think, think you I, got them I, all. I got them all. Praise God. So become a $25 friend, and we'll send you a special gift. And you can do that. Go to WeLivingStones.org. Our website is there. Our phone number is there. And uh, did someone say, Covenant, you are about to hear all about it during today's show. All right. And one other thing, if you want to do it quickly, you can also do it at our cash app, Al Stones 51. Yes. Is that it? Okay. Yes. Want to make sure. They haven't used it in such a long yes. time. Hey, folks out there, y'all haven't used it in a little while now. So you got to put that app to work. L Stones 51. Praise God. Dollar sign L Stones 51. That's you will be highly blessed for sowing faithfully into the kingdom. All right. And we want to give a shout out to all those that have given uh, in the past and in the future. But yes, Pastor, we are going to review the covenants that God had with Abraham and is now fulfilling in Christ mm. because that was a covenant relationship from the beginning. Let's see how the Almighty chose to do this. He announced in Genesis 6.18 to establish a covenant with Noah after the flood. So Genesis 6.18 reads, But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. There is also some discussion about God having a covenant with Adam seen as a covenant of works or creation. Because remember, God liked to walk with them in the cool of the evening. Yes, he did. So the covenant uh, affirms that God's commitment to creation after the flood. I mean, that's why we were talking in Isaiah 54, 9, because it is really the first divine human formal covenant. You know, you have those informal covenants and you have the formal, well, Noah was the beginning. And Isaiah 54, 9 reads, For this as the waters of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wrought with thee, nor rebuke thee. Because remember what happened to Noah and the flood, yes, he indeed. wiped the earth clean. Oh, God. Trying to start all over again. Oh, boy. And he did. Yes, he did. Just Noah and his family. And the first mention of this covenant highlights the Almighty's plan to preserve Noah and the others in the ark, as we read in Genesis 6.18. God's covenant with Noah affirms his original intent that the flood had disrupted. Mm. The Almighty solemnly promised that a suspension would never again interrupt his fulfillment for mankind. And I'm going to read Genesis 8, 21 through 22. And it says, And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living. As I have done, while the earth remaineth, 
seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. If you want to go further into detail, you got to read Genesis 9, 1 through 71. And that really tells and gives direction to details. And it's, it's all in the details. And he talks about be fruitful and multiply and replenish, replenish the earth. And have no fear among any of you. And go forth. Have dominion. Not going up and trying to block out the sun because you worry about climate change. Oh, I promised JC that, that I would stay. Uh, I, wouldn't, uh, I won't leave and go off on a tangent today. Well, but since you brought that up, the only thing that I'm worried about is that's where we get our vitamin D3. That's supposed to help our calcium mm. and vitamin C. So you block the sun, we're all going to be looking like ghosts. Is oh, that what it God, is? That's what Bill Gates and his crew of folks want to do. They, they're going to block out the sun to save the climate. Oh, But you know, Genesis 9, uh, 4 through 6, it emphasizes the value of human life, which further highlights the primary rationale for this covenant, preserving life on earth earth without further divine interruption we do not want god to come back with his wrath yes it is at least implicit from the scope of this covenant that god's redemptive goal will ultimately encompass the whole creation that's everybody Mm, mm, mm. not minus anyone now that we spoke about the noah's covenant called the no no Noahic, Noahic. Noahic covenant. <laughs> yes, covenant. We, maybe we should say what are the five covenants. Okay. They are the Noah, Noahic, Noahic, the Abrahamic, and that's okay. after Abraham. It's the Mosaic after Moses, the Vedic after David, and then the easy one. The new covenant. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) So when we're talking and sharing with you about the covenant, we're really talking about the five covenants uh, that the Almighty gave to, and each one of them are in a different time span. Yes. Um, One of the things about, and then the ultimate covenant is Christ coming. But we want to see how the Almighty chose to do this, because a lot of people will say, you know, a covenant we talked about earlier is an agreement, but it's a lot deeper than that. He announced in Genesis six eighteen to establish a covenant with Noah after the flood, and Pastor read you some of that. In six eight Genesis six eighteen, it reads, "But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, thy wives." And we read through uh, that as well, uh, but. Just as we spoke about the Noah's covenant, covenant, let's review how God made a covenant with Abraham called, and we said the Abra- Abrahamic covenant. covenant. It's hard when you put the IC on Need there. coffee now. Um, but he is our patriarch of the family of God. And to his sons, Isaac and Jacob. And that was recorded in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And that reads, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. 
and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that cursed thee. And these shall all families of the earth be blessed. Could you imagine God coming to you and kicking you out of your homeland? <laughs> That's kind of difficult. Yeah. But he did say he would make him um, a family of his people. That's right. But God's plan was to bless Abraham in two ways. The first way, God would make him into a great nation and make his name great. That's what he spoke of in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. three. And two, through him, guess what? God would bless others. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Yes. God not only would make him great, but he is expecting him to bless others. These are ratified by covenant in Genesis 15, 18, where God establishes a covenant with Abram and God announces an everlasting covenant. Yes, from him through his descendants. On and on. There's going to be more than a grain of sand. Sand. Well, I remember the song, Father Abraham had many (laughs) sons. And I'm one of them. Just remember yeah. that. So Genesis 17, 7 says, Then Abraham fell upon his face. Because remember, his name was changed from Abram to Abraham. And laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? He had to <laughs> laugh at that and just think. He was 100. That means Sarah wasn't too close to me. He had it still going on. Hey, That's some old folks knocking boots. (laughs) Oh, uh, what can you say? (laughs) But they had a lot of herbs and spices back then. Yes, they did too. They were used nowadays. But this this was called the covenant of circumcision. And we see that in Genesis 17, 17. Acts 7, 8, if we come through the New Testament, States And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begat Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac begat Jacob and Jacob begat the 12 patriarchs. Mm-hmm. And those are the families that we come out of believers. So 12 tribes yes. of Israel. This covenant includes us as believers. So we are now a great nation. And it's our mandate to bless others. So what do you think about the Noah's covenant and Abraham's covenant? And we're going to continue to talk about this. So stay tuned to hear about the covenants with Israel known as Mosaic. This will be easier to say. And with David as the Davidic covenant. I'm glad you said it, not me. <laughs> Praise God. We'll be right back. I knew I was broken, but there was no one that I could tell Praying mm-hmm. felt like I was throwing pennies in a wishing well And I started believing I was cursed to carry this away I was listing the reasons of why I should walk away Until Carter's Corner provides expert athletic consulting to agencies, sports programs, and families. Services include fundraising, community events, football camps, career planning, and vending. 
Carter's Corner offers quality coaching to athletes and highlights their actions on the field and classrooms to college recruiters. Call Sam Carter, 850-510-6702 or email carterscorner at me.com. Carter's Corner is also a 501c3 nonprofit. Hey, Dads, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Did you know on any given day, there are over 2 million children who have a father in prison, which means many children are growing up without their dads. So men, please mentor these children with homework, sports, and church. Reach out to your youth programs in your area and check out our website, welivingstones.org. We're your neighbors. We're noble. This is Dewey Rio with Noble, the national organization of black law enforcement executives. Noble serves as the conscience of law enforcement. Our aim is to ensure fairness in the administration of justice and public service to all. We also support our youth through scholarships, mentoring, and educational programs. With over 3,000 members worldwide who work in the criminal justice system, our goal is to offer solutions to law enforcement issues and concerns in the communities we serve. North Florida Noble chapter members are also your neighbors. Many are first responders answering calls to your emergency and safety needs. We have members in education, social services, and other areas. We've chosen to be guardians in our community, but we need your help. Through these messages, we'd like to provide information for your safety and improve communications with law enforcement. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique fave talk show, sharing the good news with you and loved ones by helping to build healthy relationships. We all want healthy relationships, so we'll help you out in any way we can, but all based on biblical scriptures. Contact us if you wish to discuss or let us know one of your favorite Bible stories or verses. We may be able to use that in our discussion and on our show. You may contact us at 850-219-0091 or our website, welivingstones.org. Again, 219-0091 or our website, welivingstones.org. So we're back to the Mosaic uh, Covenant. But before we get there, there's a little bit of background that we want to cover. And that is in Genesis 15, 13 through 14. And I hope you guys have your Bibles out because we'd like to read our Bibles and to bring that word up. Yes, it is. And in Genesis 15, 13 through 14, and he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them for 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. Now remember, after all of the story and Abraham was prosperous lot was you had sodom and gomorrah and all of that we fell out of grace grace yeah with god so he punished us Mm -hmm. now remember they ended up in in egypt 
And it wasn't a happy place. And didn't have to roam for 40 years yes. for just a couple day journey. Hey, how about that? So Exodus 19, 4 through 6 says, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. So after God saved them, he wiped the Egyptians out. out. And how was the Passover? He killed yes, all he the did. children and yeah, remember the, the remember our show on Leviticus mm-hmm. and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto people above all people, for all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. And a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So not only did he speak them to the parents, he wanted the parents to spread it down to the children. But it was God who delivered the Israelites, Abraham's descendants, out of the land of Egypt. God's desire for the conquest of the land was not by might but how they conducted themselves as God's treasured possessions. Remember, that's, those are the exact words he used, that he wanted them to be a peculiar treasure among the people that were there, kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So that speaks the same even to us today. That is what God's looking for us to be, treasured possessions. People should be saying, when they see believers, they should be saying, there's something peculiar about them. There, there's something I want to be like them. There's How do they do that? How do they have that confidence? How do they always have everything with a smile? That's joy, what God's looking at. Yes, joy. yes. But you know, one thing about the uh, what uh, God did for Abraham uh, through the circumcision, yes. once that set them apart from yes. all other nations. Yes, it did. And not only once he got that circumcision, he started having babies. <laughs> mm, <laughs> interesting. Right. And 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 that was the key is the circumcision separating him apart and allowing him and Sarah to have fun and uh, and have children. Mm. Praise God to that. But you know, it was up to Israel to keep God's covenant yes it is and israel has a really bad history of speckled history oh god of keeping now god always keep his word with them but oh man we fall down so so yes, short do. and even he just gave us 10 commandments and it didn't even arrive uh, in, uh through moses in the wilderness that came later on and you can read in Exodus chapter 20 through 23, the almighty God wanted Israel to manifest itself differently from other nations, yes. reflecting his wisdom and greatness to his neighbors. And, 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 and that's how come he, Abraham was always being a blessing to other nations, paying tithes when yes, he didn't have to pay yes. tithes. In Deuteronomy 4, 6 through 8, it says, keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of nations which shall hear all these statues and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Mm. For what nation is there so great 
who have God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that have statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law, which I set before you this day? The Messianic, Messianic, mm-hmm. that's it, you got it okay. right. Covenant, I need a cup of coffee. Covenant also encompass the means by which the divine human relationship, human and spiritual, between Yahweh and Israel could be maintained. Yahweh is Jehovah, is God, is the Almighty. Sacrificial worship, particularly on the Day of Atonement in Leviticus 16, would ritually atone for Israel's sin and symbolically express God's forgiveness. This allowed God to bless the people through this covenant with Moses. Wow, and out of that followed David's covenant. He continued the path of both the Mosaic and the Abrahamic covenants. God's plans for David and Israel are clearly intertwined. And you can see this in 2 Samuel 7, 8 through 11 and 23 through 26. 2 Samuel 7, 8 through 11 states, Now, therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheepcote, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, Mm. and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own Mm. and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as since the time that I commanded, Judges to be over my people Israel and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. Also, the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee a house. Now, 23 through 26 kind of summarizes some of that. And it talks about and what one nation in the earth is like thy people, even like Israel. Because one of the things that we do when we confirm ourselves as the people of God, God blesses us, bless us. And at the end of that, uh, 7 through 23 through 26 of Second Samuel says, And let thy name be magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is the God over Israel. And let the house of thy servant David be established before thee. The Davidic covenant thus identifies more precisely the lineage of the offspring who will mediate international blessing. Mm. International blessing. International blessing. Continents. Yes, he will be a royal descendant of Abraham through David. This royal line already traced explicitly can be seen in Genesis references that you can write down and and go back later. 
Genesis 35, 11, Genesis 49, 10. You can also look at Genesis 38 and the hope expressed in Psalms 72, 17. David intended to do what for the Lord? Build a house or a temple for God. But God promises to build a house or a dynasty for David. Awesome. The start of this covenant with Yahweh reference in 2 Samuel 7 and 1 Chronicles 17 just gives you the promise that Nathan, remember Nathan the prophet, delivered to David. But guess what? Mm. It was fulfilled by David's son, Solomon. Because God didn't really want a house built for himself. He wanted to build David up so that Solomon would be the one ultimately making the house for the Lord. They were on track for a minute. But, you know, as always, as man, we get weakened and... Our flesh gets in the way. Yes. Big time for his son, Solomon. Both David and especially Solomon rejected God's plan for Israel to live according to the Almighty's covenant requirements, which led to inevitable disaster for both the nation and his monarchy, accumulating in judgment to destroy temple in the Babylonian exile. Man, they... They messed up big time. Oh, God, they took them all away. They just... It's the same thing that I still have to ask Adam. Why he messed up when he was in paradise. So we do the same thing. We're not saying that we're not at fault, but we do the exact Exact. same thing. And history always repeats itself. Yes. You know, generational curses also comes with generational blessings. Yes, they do. So stay tuned in and we'll hear about our new covenant. We'll be right back. Not a second or another minute. Not an hour, another day But at this moment with my arms outstretched I need you to make a way As you have done so many times before Through a window or an open door I stretch my hands to thee Come rescue me I need you right away. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. Greetings, I am Pastor Gary Montgomery and this is my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International. We are parents, we are children of parents, and we have children who are parents. Well, Pastor, you always say that we have an operating manual, our Bible, but sometimes you still need a guide on how to be good parents, better parents, and the best parents ever. Welcome to Parenting Snippets, where Pastor and I will share through social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, 
tips on how to do just that. Praise God. So continue to follow us on social media to find out the tip of the week and how to become good parents. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Living Stones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Living Stones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour as we're talking about the uh, the, the five covenants. And, the, and right now we're going to focus on the new covenant. And it is unsurprising uh, that the New Testament or covenant is like a new covenant declares that all God's covenant promises are realized in and through Jesus Christ. And this is referenced in Luke 1 through 54 through 55, Luke 69 through 675, and 2 Corinthians 1.20. The long, now you're supposed to have your Bibles out and writing down these scriptures. Unless you're driving in the car to listing on your way home, so you can always pick this uh, segment up again on any of the podcasts. We've mentioned them over and over, so you can listen that way as well to get the scriptures that you need. Praise God. You know, the long-awaited Davidic Messiah, as referenced in Matthews 1, 17 through 18, and Matthews 2, 4 through 6, there's a lot of scriptures. Yes. Luke 2, 11, and John 7, 42, Acts 2, 22, 30 through 36. There's a lot of scriptures on this. Yeshua, Jesus the Christ, they're one and the same now, is the ultimate offspring of Abraham, the royal priesthood of David. It fulfills the role of Isaiah the servant, not only in redeeming Israel, but also by mediating God's blessing to what? An international community of faith. So God really wanted this to be going throughout the world, Mm-mm. the world, not just not just in not just in uh, Jerusalem. Yes, but the world. world. He says in Galatians three sixteen. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed which is Christ. And he says in Luke one thirty two through thirty three. He shall be great, 
and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord of God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom there shall be no end. And in Hebrews, I got to mark this one, 9 through 12. Hebrews 9, 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Thank you, Lord. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit, oh God, thank you, offered himself without a spot to God, only pure man out there, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Wow, it is so amazing to know that we are now in the new covenant. And I'm grateful. Yes. Because I don't want to have to be killing animals. It's bad enough dealing with the, the geckos coming on our porch, <laughs> let alone trying to deal with... I always call them geckos, like the commercial. Yes. <laughs> but it's just amazing that you were here to really follow the example of Yeshua. And one of the things about following the example is Yeshua's sacrificial death. And remember the Last Supper was Jesus' inaugural, inaugural alluding to both the forgiveness linked by Jer- Jeremiah to the New Covenant. Because the Last Supper was the beginning of his process when he knew he was going to the cross. And his blood associated with the establishment of the old Mosaic covenant. So he became that animal. He became, isn't that what we call him? The lamb. He became the sacrifice and he did it willingly. Mm. He did it without thinking about it. Yep. He, when he was in Gethsemane and he was praying to God that last minute, if he could take this cup, what was he? He was sweating bullets of yeah, blood. blood. Oh, wow. So could you imagine your own Ooh. self in that situation? So I thank you, Lord, yeah. that you stepped in and for me so that I didn't have to go through that. Because we know a lot of folks would have made it out. No, they wouldn't have because they'd be running the other way. They'd be running away from the situation, not running to the situation. And it's unfortunate that now in our new covenant time period mm. that they're trying to go back to blood sacrifice. Yes, they are oh, because of, of, of what's going on our college campuses in terms of courses, even within our school districts. And it's funny because when you mention it, and I said people are running to um, the situation, you know, shout out to our law enforcement, a shout out to our fire departments. These individuals, our healthcare workers are running to yeah. troubles. 
and running two situations to keep us safe. So I just pray over them and pray that God continues to bless them. Uh, it's just one of those things that, yeah, we know one bad apple may spoil the, the, the bunch, but we know that is really the extreme. Because as far as our business, we have been in business for 35 years, uh, uh, even with our ministry for 14 years, we have always been blessed by law enforcement. Yes, indeed. And so I, my kudos goes out to them to just yeah, let them know. We have some really good faith. Yes, we do. Men and women of faith who are members of law enforcement yes. and fire protection. Yes. And all the people that support those men and women out in the field. That's true. And everybody makes a mistake. But we're here to just say, I thank you for your service. Yeah. So as we're talking about Yeshua and the covenants, the new covenants that's here, you can reference some of these are found in Mark 14, 23 through 24. And Mark 14, 23 through 24 states that, and he, meaning Yeshua, took the cup. And when he, he, Yeshua, had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And Yeshua said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. And Testament here meaning New Covenant. You had Matthew twenty six twenty eight as a reference that basically speaks to the same thing as Mark fourteen twenty three through twenty four that I just read you. So at this juncture, both Matthew and Mark got the same sense of this is my blood. Another reference, Luke twenty two through twenty, and that sta- states likewise also the cup after supper, saying. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, and Yeshua is saying this, which is shed for you, for me, for everyone. Yes, Yeshua or Jesus is also the perfect covenant mediator. Who else can fit his shoes to cover the sins of the world and return us back to his father? Because that was the whole reason for his coming. So we could get in back in relationship with the father because the father loves family, yes. loves family. Jesus exercised a permanent, perfect and heavenly priesthood. And you can, and that's referenced in Hebrews 7, 23 through eight through six. I'm not going to read it all. Just read a little bit of the beginning and maybe a couple verses off the end. But the beginning says, and they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. Mm. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such a high priest came us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, that he didn't have any, 
and them for the peoples. That's what the priest used to do. Remember, he had to offer up his own sins before he could go into the Holy of Holies because otherwise he might not make it out. And then he offered up for the peoples. For this he did once when he offered up himself. What a man, what a man. Yes, for the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, that's us, but the word of the oath which was since the law Make it the son who is consecrated evermore. Mm. Jesus exercised a permanent, permanent, perfect, and heavenly priesthood. But the covenant of which he is mediator is established on better promises. Explained in terms of eternal redemption and eternal inheritance. Mm secured by the blood of Christ, later described as the blood of the eternal covenant. I mean, can you imagine? We're talking about eternity. That That's the one thing about all of this is um, when we look at this, we're looking at it as a permanent situation. Because Hebrews eleven ten through 18, I'm just going to read the one verse. But Christ being come as a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. So we have the redemption. We are we are in that number <laughs> as long as we keep God's covenant. Praise God. You know, when you were uh, sharing that scripture, um, I started thinking about recently over the weekend, we had some friends of our, Dan and Merlin Nace, mm. uh, share with us about the movie called The Covenant. Yeah, The Chosen. The Chosen. The, you know, <laughs> see, coming is on my mind, but it's called the Chosen, and it's on YouTube. Yes, and we started to watch the series, and we could not put it down because it showed uh, Yeshua in a different light with a lot of personality. Yes, he did, and uh, levity, things, and yeah, and the things that his disciples went through, yes. and how he got started, how people were uh, saved, and. And just a, a, a different kind of twist on the story of, of Jesus. And so check it out if you get you get, I think the first two seasons or so um, are on YouTube. I think they're getting ready to do um, uh, a webcasting from henceforth after after these series. But I think it just offers a different light on how we perceive. Yeshua. Yes, indeed. So, so what does this all mean? Is the God's final and best fulfillment is yet to come? Just as the Almighty brought the promise to Israel after their captivity from Babylon, we still await the 12 tribes to be brought together from lands far and wide. I'm one. And Yeshua, as the promised seed for both Israel and the nations, have yet to come to fruition. The ultimate expression of God's creativity and redemption goal awaits fulfillment in eschatological. You got it. 
I did it? Yes, you did. That means a belief or a doctrine concerning the ultimate or final things such as death, the destiny of humanity, the second coming, or the last judgment reality of the new creation. Mm. For then we will know for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. That's going to be a new or a new covenant, a yes. new earth, and his servants will serve him, and they will reign forever and ever. Do y'all know how much a long eternity is? Uh, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, uh, very long time. Well, just think when you go on a trip with your children, and they say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> because to them, that seems a long time. But eternity has no end. Just think of a circle. There's no beginning and there's no end. That's eternity. But Revelation uh, uh, 22, 3 and 5 says, And he showed me a pure river of life, water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life. Remember, it was there with Adam in the beginning. That's right. Which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, no night. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Well, do you want to be in the light? Mm. Or darkness forever and ever? Ever mashing and grinding. grinding of teeth. Oh man! I mm. oh one experience. If you have never experienced a true hurricane, and remember we were there with. I'm trying to think of the one. It was Ivan, which got to a four. We were going to leave, and then we decided, oh, it's not going to be that bad. Boy, it was bad. I can tell you that <laughs> the kids slept through the whole thing, but you and I were running around the house oh, checking check everything, everything, checking the door. It was the worst sound ever. And I said, if any indication, this is probably just a glimpse of what hell could be like. But the thing that bothered me the most was I could not even see my hand in front of my face. That's how dark it was. Mm. And just imagine, and then the, the sound of the train sounding like it was coming from the right, and it was coming from the left, it was coming behind us, so it was coming in front of us. Oh, wow. If that is any indication, I'm on my way to eternity with God. See, that he is does not give sure. you the spirit of fear, <laughs> That's but the true. power and authority, so we were praying. Yes, we one. were all oh, night long. Man, all <laughs> night long, praise God. Well, stay tuned. We're coming up with our final segment on the not only the new covenants, but all the covenants and how they affect us as a people of God. Praise God. We'll be right back. There is no pain. 
Hey dads, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Dads make a valuable contribution to the well-being of their children, such as promoting healthy physical, emotional, social, and spiritual development. So dads, start today to be the best father you can be. Also, check out our website, welivingstones.org. Hi, Elder J.C. Montgomery here with a parenting snippet just for you. Mom, you're a gateway. When talking with the father of your children, the only thing you can control is what you do and speak. You have the best chance to affect what he says and does when you remain calm. Listening skills include the ability to sense sound, paying attention to your tone, paying attention to what you hear. That is listening. So pay attention, moms. Someone is listening to you. Welcome back. While the concept of a covenant may not appear until after the flood, the major divine human covenants from Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, and the new covenant all support and advance God's creative and redemptive goal. So remember those, you have the five covenants. You have Noah's covenant, Abraham's covenant, Moses' covenant, David's covenant, and the new covenant that we are in. So this is our redemptive goal. Each covenant provides further divine assurance that God will realize his purpose for creation in general and humanity in particular by fully establishing his kingdom on earth. Because one of the things, um, I think it's Deuteronomy 18, either 28 or 31, that says that it is God's will that his covenant be established on this earth. Why? So that we can give him honor and praise. There is no other reason for us being here but to give him honor and praise. So the devil's the deceiver. He's out there to destroy it. But just know that we win. Amen. Yes. In the end. (laughs) In the end. We we touch down. Yes. The, the, The value of the word. How sweet are your words to my taste. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Now that's Psalms 119, 103, 104. That sounds like something we would say in normal conversation. Yes, it is. And that was centuries ago. In this prayer, we can join the psalmist as he expresses thankfulness for God's word. His words nourish us, gives us understanding, and keeps us from deceptive ways. No wonder they are better than the choices of food. The word of our Lord provides the fuel for our spiritual growth and health and gives us the guidance we need for each step of the journey. Almost every verse of Psalms 119 speaks of this overarching thing, the great value of the revealed word of God. That does bring to mind one thing, and that is 
that God always gives us a way of escape. So when we think that we're not there or we think that we don't have the the means to, to accomplish what we need, just know that God gives us a way. It calls us to come back to the scriptures. That's what we always says. We, we base everything on the scriptures and we read it from the scriptures and we want you to continue to do that so that it will help with your knowledge and understanding and enjoyment and joy and to approach reading the Bible as a delight, not as a duty. Right. Because as you continue to do it, you'll find that you'll even want to dig into it because it's beginning to give you understanding. Yes. It reminds us what a gift it is to know what God says and be able to follow that path that leads to eternal life instead of the false path that leads to destruction. Because remember, God says his word will not return void. He spoke us into existence. So we are going to return with the word in us. I believe it that we're going to, when it comes, that word is just going to be oozing out of us. Ask his spirit to increase your enjoyment of the scriptures and to open your eyes to his wonderful ways. Deuteronomy 32.47 says, Pray that you will hunger for his word more than for your favorite food, so that with Moses you can say, these instructions are not mere words. They are your or my life. And it's interesting you should that we talk about like your favorite fruit. I had um, uh, a friend of mine who was, actually always saying that whenever she felt like she was hungry or she needed to eat, she said she finally would open her Bible to feed herself Mm. and it helped with her weight loss. Amen. So sometimes God gives you a message for something because he wants to be able to help you through your situation. And remember, I'm always talking about Joyce Myers smoke cigarettes and you met, you can't imagine her doing that today, (laughs) but she said she was like a smoke, you know, you come to the room, it would be a smoke filled room that she was preaching the word. But she said the more and more she did it, she finally realize that she could do without it. So God is waiting for us to do the same, the very same thing. And it's interesting that Deuteronomy 32, 47, and also the Psalms of 119, they talk about your favorite food in relationship to the word. Uh, how about because that? Because you're hungry, you want to yes. feed yourself. Yes. And you, uh, when you want to have joy, some people have joy in cooking. Yes. Uh, you want to uh, show your skills and talents, but it's also a planting of a seed within you when you get that word of God within you because his word does not return void. Correct. And it helps you to stand on fertile ground, not on sinking sand. Let me say a, a prayer, closing prayer. Father, thank you for your word, yes. which is my very life. It gives me the understanding I need to stay on the right path and live a life that honors you. Fill me with delight in the scriptures and increase my appreciation of them as each year passes, just as the 12 tribe food passes through. Keep me from distraction when I sit down to read, and may I never take for granted the great privilege of knowing 
what you have said through the scriptures. Yes. According to A.W. Tozier, God did not write a book and send it by messengers to be read at a distance by unaided minds. He spoke a book in lives in his spoken words, constantly speaking his words and causing the power of them to persist across the years. A.W. Tozier, he lived between 1897 and 1963. A prolific Christian writer. So God. he stated it so correctly. Well, wow. you've got the covenants, so now you know what they are. And go back and study them and yes. read them. Just don't go by what we're saying, but go by what the Word of God shares with you. Because He seeks you wholeheartedly. Well, we will tune, we'll have you tune in next week and keep praying for us. And again, just know that we're praying for you. Praise God. Be a stone, become a stone builder partner. We're out. See ya. I'm